Welcome to We Hate Dwarves, Judd Podcasts number four. I'm Nick Nunziata. Alongside me is Justin Waddell. Hello. Steve Murphy. Hello. And our special guest, Will Mason. Hey, hey. Will hates dwarves. True. This is the fourth installment of the podcast, and like most franchises, we have gone with the moniker of either The Quest for Peace. Yes, my vote. Leprechaun in the Hood. Not bad, not bad. What about, we got Toulon's Revenge. Revenge. uh, What, A New Hope? Final Mm. chapter. Final chapter, The Dream Dream Master, Master. and The Return of Michael Myers. Those are all fabulous fourths. What was the what was the fourth Newcomb High film? Was that the good, the bad, and the subhumanoid? I don't remember. I think they made it to four. I'm the, sure they did. Which is awesome. There were four Toxic Avenger movies. Right. Right? Citizen Toxie? Yeah. I think that might be even better than Leprechaun in the Hood. Few hmm. things are, but that may be. Now, just out of curiosity, if Ricardo Montalban had a skin disorder and he went to Compton. Wouldn't he be Leprechaun in the hood? <laughs> See, that was an elaborate joke. Most Ricardo Montalban jokes need to be. <laughs> I think it fell on. All right, so we're gonna we'll call this. Uh, what was that one? What was the one we just? The Citizen Toxie. Citizen Toxie. This is the Citizen Toxie installment. Of I don't the like Chud- it. I-, I want the quest for peace. You want everything to be the question. So I'm going to call my who segment. Says, who says we can't have a subtitle to the subtitle? That's yeah, I'm true. Gonna, I'm calling my segment the quest for peace. Or how's about Chud Show 4, Citizen Toxie, the quest for peace? As long as it stays shorter than Dr. Strangelove's title, we're okay. Okay. I got a question, though, since since Ricardo Montalban came up. He's still alive, right? Of course mm-hmm. he is. Still with us? Crying shame. Still with us. Crying shame. You should never mention a celebrity because you think they're all dead. Was anybody like myself a little bit freaked out by his chest in that movie nope he had a weird chest he was a little more buff than you would expect well it was it was, it, it was a weird buff it was like old buff guy was ripped ripped and ready for kirk it wasn't really ripped it was shiny and it was broad and he remembered crewman's names he didn't even meet in the original series wasn't ripped and ready for kirk like the headline of your personal ad yeah but that was supposed to that, that was a private thing you weren't supposed to bring I'm that out no i might be wrong but was that filmed in the the days before CGI? Nineteen eighty two, had the first actually one of the first computer graphic generations was when uh, they showed the Genesis device. Nerd alert! That was not Star Trek two, wow. was it? It was Star Trek. <laughs> That's right, at the very end. Nerd alert! Hardly. I'm I know. Saying that I know my stuff. So there's no. Well, isn't that the thing that allowed for Mike Rutherford? <laughs> <laughs> they can now. They nowadays they can uh, they can CGI a, a shiny chest. You don't have to get. Would you want one? That was pure. That was pure. Pure Montalban. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like he. No, I'm impressed with my man. They could have tapped, 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 tapped on the keyboard to right. give him that kind of look. Not, not yeah. back in '82. Though. You know what? They could tap on the keyboard all day long, and it ain't bringing Jimmy Doohan back. It's true. <laughs> not you gonna call me a nerd? Of course he he did just leave. Jimmy Doohan. <laughs> oh my God. Cruel, cruel nerd alert. Okay, Steve, how many years ago were we at Dragon Con here in Atlanta when we saw the puppeteering action of Jimmy Dewey? It was a long time. He he lived that long. It was 1999, I think. It was... Well, 99 to 2000. You guys were at Comic-Con? 
We were at Dragon Con here in Atlanta. Get what would you call that, right. Justin? And then you're about to make fun of somebody that, that was at Con. Oh, come on. It's not like we remember the, the planet's name from Star Trek 2. What is it, Steve? SETI Alpha 4. Very good. But I'm no, just wait, what, saying. What, what planet did they, did they think they were on? SETI Alpha 6. Thank you. But it, it's not like I, we know and the, that. And the ships were what? The Reliant and the was Grissom. the little one. And what, the Grissom. What was the name of Kirk's son? David Marcus. And no, the other day, like yesterday, you were David telling Kirk. me what his name would have been, been. David Kirk if he'd lived. If he had lived, his name would have been. Yeah, but Christopher Lloyd decided he was going to murder him. No, oh, wait, was it Chris? I think it was Chris, Chris Lloyd who killed him. Either no. Way. It might have been John Chris Lar- Lloyd was in three. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right. Oh, John Shuck. No, John Shuck was in four. Four and five. He was the ambassador. John Larroquette was in three. You know what's funny? They're putting out these special editions of Star Trek, the Star Trek films. And the only thing I'm noticing from them is that they're tits. They're great. These films are worse than you would than you remember. They're great. The Star Trek films. They are great. Well, most of them are great. The original stuff is great. Star Trek two, three, four. Three is is shit wall. It's great. Three three is one of the better ones. It is so cheesy. It's more like the original series than any of the other ones. It's more like the original series, but 30 years later, which is no excuse. Did you say it's Morlock, the original series? I think I might have, yeah. Star Trek 2, 3, and 4 are awesome because they're, you know, they, they take place very close together, unlike the other ones where they kind of ignore You know, Clint Eastwood, when he was making movies, he would keep saying, Morlock, Morlock, because he was a nepotist. Sandra Locke. Was he? No, he was a nepotist. Didn't she go psycho on him, though? Cut. Morlock. Didn't she go psycho on him, I think? I think she just he just realized that she was horrible. No, I think she sued him, like, in the living hell for his money. And then she was in Rat Boy. Or she directed Rat Boy. Yeah, she realized that he was her career. Pretty much. Oh, what a bland, bland animal she was. Did she play the orangutan in any which way but loose? <laughs> that was Clyde. I thought oh, it was she. Ruth Gordon. Can't believe you're. Her, I thought it was Ruth Buzzy. Oh. So anyway, w- let's hear your Star Trek. No, really, Steve, bring it. <laughs> My Star Do your impression Trek. of Star Trek. Right, the whole. All, the fourth. All okay, I like the fourth one. Yeah. I like the second one. I love the sixth one. And you don't like the third? Third one's great. I think the third one is cheesy. That whole battle on the planet is is they terror. Had their, they had like half their budget cut right before they shot that. Yeah, apologist, you. No, I just know the history. I Isn't enjoy, that what this show is? This is I a film the show. I the one that Spock was in. That would be all, right, the first six? The, 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 uh, the uh, baby uh. doctor? Would that be the first six movies? I thought he got jettisoned in one. He died. He was in yeah. the first six movies. But then he shows up at the end of the third one. And then you get to see him go through puberty. That's right. There's things that you never need to see in a man's life, that and that's Leonard Nimoy going through puberty. He had bad, pu- bad, bad uh, uh, puberty because he afterwards he had Spock marks on his face. No, it's because he had to make out with Robin Curtis. Better than ma- making out with uh, Persis Kambata. It's Kirstie Alley. Second one. Didn't Kirstie Alley become? She became that other bitch, and then, then we got to see uh, Kim Cattrall play a similar character. Not yeah, the same right. character, though. It was supposed to have been the original character, but uh, they couldn't. Has there it. ever been an attractive Vulcan broad? Apparently not. Christie Alley was not so bad looking back in the day. Back in the day. Now she's. I know, I know now she's. You know, now she's a big fat actress. Well, you know. I think yeah. you added a word. A whatever. A little adjective action. Uh, he got just more accurate. So, you think that Star Trek 3 is great? I think 2, 3, 4. Well, I love all of them. Well, I love the first six. Um,. Uh, I can't defend the first one, really. I mean, I, I understand that people don't like it, but I, I like it. But it's I, slow. I think two, three, and four are excellent. I think they are really good. If you're a fan of Star Trek, if if you don't like Star Trek, you're not gonna like any of them. So what's what about five? 
Five. I I like five, but it's no. It's not really that good. What was that one called? The Final Frontier. Yeah, it's the one where the Shatner directed, where uh, he asked the Supreme Being for his ID, and they have a little campfire song. It wasn't really the Supreme Being. It was uh, Lawrence Luckinbill, right? No. No, that, that was Spock's father. Spock's brother. Brother. Oh, no, wait, Steve, here's a little piece of trivia I know you're going to know. Who did they want to play that role originally? The greatest man on earth. Very good. Who? Mr. Sean Connery. Oh, my God, he that was too busy sucked. making Last Crusade. Another error. All right, but between the two, we chose very wisely. This segment is making me look bad, so let's, let's change the subject. No, I'll, I'll, I mean, we're talking about Star Trek. This is stuff that people like to talk about. I love so, it. Okay, thanks. Um, but, you know, Nimoy doesn't work that often anymore. Why is that? That's because his, his skin's really bad. What's on his face? That Get those Spock marks. That's right. I think he's like a he's a big time producer though. He's like really behind the scenes, very powerful. He's and a big photographer actually. I think that's is your, he really? No, I think that's true. He, didn't like, he direct Three Men and a Baby? Yeah, he did. What yeah. Leonard, uh, you know, Leonard Nimoy's doing now? I don't think he's powerful, Steve. Well, Steve writes fan fiction more. I he think you want him to be. Leonard Nimoy solved crimes. Together. I think you want the, these these people's careers in to the be better than they are. Right. Pardon you, me, I'm you sorry. Have, you have you have fond hopes for them. No, I. I mean, I. I honestly don't really but let's know. Let's be honest, Leonard Nimoy. But it seems like I heard that he he was uh, like a powerful guy out in Hollywood. I mean, did you? Did, are you sure you didn't hear it because you, you were talking in your sleep? Okay, I might have. I might have written it during one of my mystery stories with him. I might, I might have, you know, superimposed myself into his story, like Will was just saying. Well, so Actually, so- Nimoy is kind of like to me. He has managed to not be as bad. As those other guys, because he kind of avoided because he's not around. He avoided a lot of the fan convention type stuff, and he he was a little bit more. I mean, he he kind of was a little bit more highbrow. He he did get to do in search of for a few a few years, like twenty years, wasn't it? I don't know. And he he released those fabulous albums. Leonard Nimoy sings. You didn't hear him. Okay, Shatner's albums were great. You get that DVD, Leonard Leonard Nimoy fucks. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, really I would. Was the trouble with tribbles. Actually, Christ was the trouble with tribbles. Justin, so, what do you think? Justin's. A, you're not a big fan of Star Trek, are you? No. But you watch Battlestar Galactic. Why do you gotta hate everything, Justin? I've seen. I've seen that show. I do watch the news. The last Star Trek film was so bad. Nemesis, perhaps. Insurrection was was shit. Yeah, it was. Ron Perlman in that movie. Yeah. Ron Perlman could not save it. Um, Who else was in it? Who else was in it? That was a non-Star Trek canon. Dina Meyer. There really? was right un- under Pretty a ton lady. of makeup. Uh, was yeah. Christopher Plummer? No, he was in half. The he Star was in Trek five movie. and six. Yeah. Dina Meyer for a while. She was in. No, I'm sorry. That was David Warner. Movies, but. Yeah. What was the guy that played the young spot? The young, the young uh, Picard clone guy. Oh, that's right. oh yeah, was I don't remember. He name. was like they made a big deal about him when the movie came out. You know what? He's gone. He's dead. dead. A, no, no, he's just. And insurrection was uh, was the good F. old Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham. Who was the woman in that? Uh, I, I've seen it once, and I will never see it again. F. Murray Abraham also in Mobsters with Christian Slater. Thirteen, Thirteenth Ghost. An innocent man. National Lampoon's he was a bad guy in that. F. Murray Abraham is, Name of the is amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, he's a, he's an Oscar what winner. What is the for? Fast. Fred. <laughs> Fast Fred. Flashy. You know, it's very hard to have Murray in your name and still be cool. He pulls it off, though. It might stand for Franco Nero. I bet he had a tough time in school. Because F. Gr- Murray Abraham. <laughs> 
I wonder if anybody just. The worst, you know? I wonder if it's really Murray. That's his name. But Murray, what's gonna make me memorable? Murray. He's like you know, no matter how well I do in life, they always grade me. <laughs> a, a quick glance at IMDb tells us his name is Frank. Really? Frank Murray Abraham. That's why wouldn't you the go least with that interesting name? reveal of all time? Could he be? All of the mystique is gone. To use to use one of your uh, terms, he he was decimated in Scarface. Remember? Oh yeah, they hung him out of the helicopter. Yeah, Is that what happened? Yeah, or they threw him out. I can't remember. They hung I, him or threw I him. I think they. I think he was. He was like hanging on, and then he was sent away. No, you know who else was in Insurrection? Anthony Zerby. Really? He's basically the franchise killer. See, I bet he had a good time in school. I know what you're gonna say, and you're Zerby. wrong. No, he did not kill the Bond franchise. No, but he was in the last Dalton Bond. Yeah. He exploded in a, in a in a compression room. Yes, he did. He was he also was in the Matrix films that went to hell. He also went bananas. No, it was Herbie. Oh, there he and, is on Dean. And he was also the villain in Kiss Meets Famine of the Park. He ruined the shit out of that franchise. <laughs> We are back. Little James Brown. Not really. James Brown's kind of, he's over there. Barbara Bach. A little, little, a little Charlie Brown? Catherine Bucky. No. That's no. Current. That's what I'm talking about. I don't like Charlie Brown either. A little yeah, bu- see, little that's Buster an issue Brown? with you and me. I don't Good miss Greek. Charles Schultz at all. You, you don't recognize the genius of Peanuts. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, this, is, this is sincere, Will. George Washington Carver I used to love peanuts. peanuts, and then I kind of don't. I'm gonna have to lend. I got like, like the first two volumes of that complete Peanuts set. I'm gonna lend that to you. So Don't. He'll set them on fire. That's Question. Yo. Does that show up in your poo? <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> Will sounds like he wishes it would. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just I, I didn't find Peanuts funny. I, I thought it was cute, and and he certainly developed some. You know, the characters were memorable, and he they were around for way long. What about was, what about Linus? Linus is great. That strip was a lot darker than anybody ever gave it credit for. I don't understand why they it, it, the strip lasts like forty years and, and the kids never grew up. I don't get it. See, that's to that's to make people feel you know what about a sense of vitality. What about Pigpen? I hated him. Always surrounded by he, he, how, about, how he, about how about Schroeder? I don't remember anybody named Schroeder. Who was the guy on the piano? He, he was, uh, yeah, Schroeder. Yeah. He was the Nazi. He was what? the one from Silver Spoons. What about Franklin? Franklin was the black kid. That's right. And in the in the one of the specials they had him breakdance because he was the black kid, the black the black child. Andrew Sweeney, who's done a podcast with us, used to be a breakdancer. Did he? Yeah. Man, that must have been a. That a explains sight. why he saw Planet of the Apes during his bachelor party. Brain damage. Yeah, not enough. Every once in a while, he he has like uh, like flashbacks. Like, we'll, we'll be, like, uh, at a restaurant. He'll throw a piece of cardboard down in the middle of the room. No reason. <laughs> I was dri- well, We were in the car one day. He was driving. And he started doing the California earthquake. Six people were killed. So that was kind of a rough day. So you got served. Yes, we did get served. What a- no, this is worse. We were at a uh, Disney. We were at Disney. He started doing the California raisins. <laughs> and he's he threw, married. He, he threw down some cardboard first. Actually, I was, I was at his house one day. And he threw out some cardboard, and then he made me watch California, which is not a good movie. With a K. With a K. Yeah. Worse than that. I was at his house, and he made me watch The Indian in the Cardboard. (laughs) 
He says, he's like, Will? I was like, yes. He's like, I'll be with you when the sun rises. So I went home and locked my door. Do you guys think that Linus was, you know, like hallucinating the Great Pumpkin? Was he the only or one who saw him? Within he, that world, the Great I, Pumpkin I thought it was pretty existed. much understood that he was molested as a kid. Well, that, and the that, Great Pumpkin was what he escaped to. Well, that was like a three-week series of strips where Linus was molested. Really? Remember that? It was like a, if you put them all together, it was like a flip book. I remember. I remember because of that. For a while, he was the one that they called. They called him Lucy for a while after that. Nice. We talked about peanuts, which has nothing to do with theatrical films. No, but there were there were peanuts theatrical films. Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown. Not theatrical. Yes, it was. Some classic. Where? It in a movie theater. Look, I ha- I'm older than you, all right? I know my theatrical You're history. You're older than me by like two days. Three months. I lived in that time, my friend. That's true. They really released a, a theatrical Peanuts movie? I'm 90% I sure. I think they just came to his hometown, and some guy like, bought the print and showed it in the theater. It was the bicycle repair shop guy, and he made me watch the movie with him, and then... <laughs> I got to ask you something, though. I, that man? When the Peanuts movie Demon. came to theaters, could you only pay in cash, too? Only if you were making Peanuts. I paid in Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Sally? Remember Sally? Sally was the blonde. Sally, that's right, Charlie Brown's little sister. I successfully know none of these characters. Now, wasn't there an episode where Linus turned her into Sally Ride? <laughs> that was the Larry Clark version. Sal- he Sally threw her off for Christy McAuliffe. Sally was the one that was. Uh, she was the one that was forward. Forward. She yeah, believed she- that Linus was her sweet baboo. Yeah, Linus was all... I remember that. He all played innocent. So that was Charlie Brown's sister? Yeah, little sister. Line. Yeah, and then um, what about Peppermint Patty's friend? What was her name? Marcy. Marcy. York. <laughs> Michael York. <laughs> uh, okay, I did like the Red Baron stuff. That was great. Because I'm a big pizza guy. It's great. <laughs> Those pizzas are good. Fire those suckers up in two minutes. Mm. Fried pizza. <laughs> Fried pizza. <laughs> throw them in the microwave. That's why you can have a heart attack. Any, throw them in the microwave and fire them up. I saw Andrew Sweeney throw one of those down one time and start breakdancing on it. <laughs> that shit tastes like cardboard. You know what I'm saying? Well, they like, do come in cardboard He calls boxes. it the California Pizza Kitchen. It's <laughs> <laughs> like one big cycle, isn't it? Cycle of the werewolf. It's one big menstrual cycle. Now, we didn't talk about Snoopy or Charlie Brown yet. You did mention the, the Red Baron. Yeah, Which, it's true, well, but that was right. all. Actually, yeah. Snoopy was the great was the flying ace who was fighting the Red Baron, right? That's right, he was the great was World War One flying ace. Right. He used to drink root beer. Yes, he did. Here's another thing I hated about Peanuts: the original style of the characters, just like the old Garfield drawings. Like you know, there's like a contrast between how they looked when they first started drawing them, and then when they became a little bit more renowned. So you don't think artists are allowed to change. Oh, they're welcome to change, to but those drawings. Or dick. You don't like. I mean, you don't like to see people develop their. I know, like when you compare the old Garfields to the genius that the strip is today, and you really see where he's come a long way. Yeah, I mean, what's he on like his four millionth lasagna joke? I think so. Well, actually, if I remember right, don't they start just have like a like the real guy doesn't even draw him anymore, right? No, that he doesn't. He, he retired a long time ago. And I, I, I honestly don't think Charles Schultz is still drawing peanuts. <laughs> Do you know what they announced today? Boo. He's he drawing. Was- you know what he's drawing? Flies. I, look. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's not funny. No, that that is funny. Keep going. Your face is funny. You know, they announced the, you know what they announced today? What? Uh, they had, there's plans to make Garfield 2. 
Actually, I read about that. And yeah. Bill Murray's coming back. Bill Murray's getting paid. It's easy money. I can't blame him. Uh, Lucy Davis from The Office. Man. Yeah. And then, but they have a, who's the bad guy? They they mentioned the bad. It's guy. Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly. Yeah. Also in the Billy aristocrats. Billy Connolly's funny. Billy Connolly's great. Thanks, Steve, for years, that insight. All over the place. You must also, have a big mortgage. Also expected to return Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I'm sure Breck and Meyer. And Meyer. Somehow Meyer. find a break well, you can't have schedule. a Garfield movie without John. True. You, you know, can't have a nice dump without it either. What? <laughs> John what? needs pizza. Why don't they have Lyman in these movies? Remember Lyman? He was Odie's owner. Isn't that what... Makes Sprite taste so good. Oh, that's the guy with that's the mustache, right? right? That's right. He had a mustache. Gosh, right. He, he was that a, was the black guy? No, no, no. no, 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 no. He was a white dude. He was a white guy. He looked like Ron He looked Jeremy. horrible. Why did, way back. Wait, I thought Odie lived with John. No, he, he left did. Odie. He like up and uh, left him no, one day. Like, there's been a little bit of revisionist history with Garfield, and this is going to reveal a lot of my wasted time. And, and I take exception to because, this revisionist history. Because originally, Lyman was like a friend of John's who... They were living had, together. Yeah, he had no place to go, so he moved in with John, and you brought Odie with him. But then, like, there was some revisionist history where John adopted Odie and Garfield at the same time. And, well, that, the reason that happened, though, was he he left to go drug swingers. That's true. Should we never speak to each other again? I, 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 look, I, I wouldn't blame anyone. Okay. If, uh, you we've had a good run. Again. <laughs> I've divulged too ne- much Star and, Trek and information. You know what, guys? He's, he's, never, he's never had a dog again. Is that is that is that a success? Yeah. Box office success joke? No, oh, I'm just saying, swingers, go. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Born identity. identity. And, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. The guy is a successful filmmaker. That he is. Now, question, Will. When you were a kid, did you, you Doug Lyman. <laughs> he had his moments, yes. No, I, I, I hated, I, you know, I was a big Garfield guy for a while. I bought all the books because I was a freaking idiot and a kid. But looking back, has that ever really been good? Yes. No. Yes, I say no. Defend it, Steve. I, I, I love it. I, that's 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 my defense. I love it. Of course, I've not read it in at least ten years. <laughs> I'm a I'm a but I'm a diehard fan. Steve, right now, reading from a book report. I'm just going <laughs> but, to defend but it. Keep just in mind, to be what he is saying right now is that he will defend like 1994 era Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> you go past not you go past not you go past 94 and you've lost me. Actually, not not like the coincidentally the same year as Schindler's oh, List. There's a bold statement. I like the far side better than Garfield. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna stand on record that Citizen Kane. I like I like whipped cream more than the Holocaust. I, like, I like Ronan better than the far side. <laughs> you know, I did to rap. Is that what you're saying? No, it's the worst. And he never had a dog again. <laughs> So what have we learned? Didn't they bury Lyman in the backyard, so really? He had no D. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the black guy in Garfield? There was no black guy in Garfield. It was no. a racist strip. Hey, you know what, though? That we, what about Nermal? Right? Was that, I hated that word no, so much. Tabby. And that was, was that Garfield's lady? There's no. a little, no. there's a little uh, cat. Lane was Garfield's lady. Nermal was, Who was his, Nermal? like a his little cousin cat. or something. Cute Wasn't that the little gray cat? Yeah. Kitten. Yeah, a little gray tabby. Is that also John's? No, it was like Garfield's cousin. He visited. From a long way away. He'd stop by every now and then. Once a month? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think Normal was like the subtle reference that, that was like his uh, lover. You know, like how some some celebrities have like a cousin no, cause Garfield that's a really lot younger. Him. Garfield didn't really, really like him because Normal was always like a little well, kid hanging around the Garfield's, big guy. Garfield's too late. Come on, he's too lazy to fuck. Am I wrong? 
I mean, he might get a knob job every now and then. That depends. Forward, isn't it? A little bit. It's disgusting. Garfield was not about that. Garfield was a Garfield homosexual. You stopped reading in 90, 94, 95. That's so true. Stuff could have happened since you stopped reading. It's true. I shouldn't be. You never know. He might have nothing about. You know, he might have just got down an ab normal. He might have lasagna fucked <laughs> another cat. I like the far side better. Bold. <laughs> Like the one where John brought home a weird piece of meat, and Garfield grabbed it, and someone said, "Hey, John, cat got your tongue." <laughs> Remember that strip, three panels. Did nope. You read the one where Garfield was talking about hating Mondays. <laughs> God damn, that shit was funny. Or the nap attacks. That's right. Yeah, I never understood that. Why that that strip promoted laziness? That's why I loved it. It was great. Whenever he'd walk into a sunbeam, he'd be destroyed. He had to lay down and take a nap. It's just like me. There <laughs> <laughs> was that his that was his weakness. Yeah, sun, sun sunlight, instant punchline, instant punchline. No, it really was. He'd walk, but he'd be walking. He'd, like panel number one, he'd be walking in a room with, <laughs> with with no sunlight. Panel number two. There'd be the sunlight. He'd be in it. Panel number three, he'd be laying there with, with some Z's above him. The strip breakdowns. Yep. Panel four, which never made it to print, was Jim That's Davis right. cashing a check. Actually, actually, panel four was Dear Abby, because it was on the other side of the comics page. It was like, it's like Garfield's asleep, and then it's like my husband's fucking the neighbor. Which is the beauty of the far side, because it's just one panel. I love the right. I love the parody, though. Jim Davis is on top of it. when He, had, he featured Dear Tabby in the... It was lousy at advice, by the way. You know, it's funny. You know who almost you know who almost sued Jim Davis when that comic strip came out. I can only imagine James A. Garfield. It was a Terry Terry's psychologist because he was really concerned with how Garfield. <laughs> that was shiot. <laughs> Isn't that one of the great Civil War battles was fought at the Garfield? Civil War humor is great, and I want a little more respect for that. Civil War is overrated. (laughs) We are back to discuss movies. But what we like to do is kind of mix it up, because these shows are timeless. You know, we could discuss the current releases, but that's doing you a great disservice. Because these are shows that will entertain you and your children and your children's children. Although I would recommend that if you read this website, you should put 17 condoms in and around your penis. (laughs) So what we do to keep the show timeless is to, uh, to deal with some period pieces. So what we do here is what we grab some movies off off your uh, plentiful shelves. I've got some shelves of DVDs, and what we've done in the past is grab some random ones and discuss those particular films. Some people have liked the segments, some people have not. But I think if the people that didn't like the segments didn't like them because we did a bad job of discussing the films, not that the segment itself is bad. No, the segment was great. Segment is brilliant, and honestly, if we hadn't have tried this, Castle Freak would not have been discussed. Ghoulies. Uh, ghoulies would not have been discussed. How did we get on Robert Zadar? That was later. Uh, he didn't see you coming. <laughs> and Beauty and the Beast. Which was not... So let's, let's pull some movies off the shelves, Nick. What do you say? 
Have at it, Justin. All right, here we go. I'm gonna. It's random here. I'm not kidding. This is really random. And you're sitting in a different seat this time, aren't you? No. Oh. This is my seat. And the film is. Oh. I'm kind of mad at you for having it. The what? general's daughter. You know what? I'm not ashamed of that. You're not ashamed of much. I mean, I thought I don't know. The general's daughter starring John Travolta, Tim Hutton. James Woods. That one actress who everybody made a big deal about at the time who's disappeared. Madeline Stowe? No, Madeline Stowe. She's in it, but she's the young girl. The young girl. Catherine. The girl that was... That what was, was the name of the, the other girl who played the general's daughter who got she spread-eagled got, and killed? She got fake fake raped, then real raped, then murdered or something. Because this movie was shit. <laughs> and it still is on DVD. Isn't there death by landmine in this? Yeah, it's a great death. Tim Hutton. Madeline Stowe is in this movie. Yeah, she's great. Who's the other girl? Uh, are you thinking of Clarence Williams the third? I no, hate Clarence Williams. Oh, such a caricature. Uh, they don't. Yeah, she's have got... her listed in the credits. However, they do have James Cromwell. James Cromwell, yes. Dewey. Decimal. Uh, Dudley, Dudley, Chief Dudley. What else was James Cromwell in? He was in a Star Trek film. The fucking first, lat, contact. first contact. Why do you have this film on DVD? I am a huge fan of the author Nelson DeMille. Do you think this movie did service to that book? Not a lot, but see, the great thing is I bring my own love of that particular character into the book, and I let it carry me. Now, the, the character that Travolta plays, correct? Did he play yes. the same character in Basic, or is that a different? No, they're character? completely unrelated. Basic is a pile of geriatric. Was the was Basic also by this uh, this writer you're talking? No, about? Basic is completely. The name of the actress is Leslie Stephenson, and they made a big deal about her before that movie came out. I think she had another film coming on at the same time, and she was going to be the next big thing. And then what's she doing? But now? here's the thing: it's hard to become a hot young starlet. When your debut appearance has you nailed, spread eagled, naked, raped, fake raped, and killed. That sounds like a winner to me. What's wrong with that? See how Lillian Gish got started. <laughs> That's how she got finished. <laughs> so we were thinking about moments that we've been in a movie theater or at home watching a film where something happened totally unexpected. Not that it was like a big twist, per se, like the dick in the crying game or whatever, but something that you're like, well, I guess you can use that as an example, but of something that you just could not believe you were watching happen, like where everything leading up to that point was some semblance of normal, and then this thing happened, and then you were shaken. And uh, we were talking briefly before about Shortcuts, Robert Altman's film, where Huey Lewis is there on a fishing trip and Huey Lewis being the Oscar no not really an Oscar nominated actor but the the performer best known for his fabulous band Huey Lewis in the News as well as his performance in duets you can say Grammy winning Huey Lewis no and he pees he pulls out his real cock and really pisses towards the camera and that's awesome I mean but it <laughs> But when you see that in a the theater for the first time, you're like, I'm watching Huey Lewis piss right now. And, and it, it kind of, it trumped, the, the big talk of that film was Julianne Moore's top or bottomless scene. Remember, that was kind yeah, of the big she's talk. she's having an argument of, with Matthew Modine. And she's bottomless, but I think the true bottomless scene in that film 
was when Huey Lewis whipped out his piss pipe and spilled some urine in the lake. Am I wrong? Well, there's several parts in that film that, that were weird. The ending of that film was really fucked up. Yes. Earthquake, head smash, rock. It was. It was very strange. However, the ending did not match the scene where he peed towards the camera. Yeah. You got to see the heart of rock and roll. Still peeing. Steve, what moments when you were in the theater astounded you in that what you were seeing transpire was really happening? Well, hmm. other than any Sean Connery moment. Really? Okay, I guess I can't mention Superman 4 that were, they created a nuclear man out of snot and cloth. That's I guess it would have to be Brad Pitt <laughs> from uh, Meet Joe Black where he's, you know, he's having a nice romantic conversation, walks across the street, gets devoured by cars. The best thing about that sequence is not the fact that he gets devoured by cars. It's that he gets knocked off screen. And then back on screen. No, no. He, no, he gets knocked off screen and back on. And he's it's like, it's like the five The end of the shot is him, him bouncing off screen on the ground. Yeah, but it's more than one car hitting him. Oh, he, gets, he gets hit by several cars. But it's completely unexpected. Yes. The first time you see it. Yes. Second time, Cause you're, you're waiting for it. Because it's, it's, it's a very long sequence where him and Claire Forlani keep having these longing glances where they just miss seeing each other. Right. And then he he no longer is concerned with what she's looking at. He's concerned with getting bounced off the hood of many cars and then bouncing off screen. And that's a good one. That's a good one. Directed by Martin Brest. Maybe his Brest film? <laughs> you're, ne- you're next Will <laughs> see I was going to make a different kind of joke but that's alright <laughs> well, I'm going to top that uh, for me uh, the cooler actually had a couple of moments like that one of course would have to be William H. Macy's ball sack because uh, I'd lived my whole life trying to avoid seeing ball sack but honestly, then, honestly you only see that for like three quarters of half a second Perhaps not when you keep rewinding it and fast forwarding and rewinding. <laughs> Perhaps that's just a short amount of time for you, Steve. For me, that's an eternity. But uh, that. But then later in the film, when Alec Baldwin, you think he's kicked that pregnant girl in the stomach, and I like I remember like gasping out loud with what I thought had just happened. So that was just a very brutal scene for me. But then it turns out everything's okay, even though he kills that guy later on. Or uh, like he he beats the shit out of the. He didn't kill him. Ma- no, no, but he, like he breaks his legs. Or something. But that is a good one though. When he kicks the, the woman in yeah, the stomach. Yeah, when he kicks the woman in the stomach, and it turns out she's not really pregnant. See, for that second. I, th- I don't know. From Planet of the Apes. I kind of I hate her. I, I kind of thought I kind of thought that was coming, like, like because she was such a they were such liars. There's yeah. Sean Hattosi and her. Stella Warren. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Stella Warren. Yeah. Just can't keep her mouth closed, which is usually not a bad thing. <laughs> That's where the Marlon Brando rabbit lived. God damn it. Stella Warren. Jesus Christ. That's a good joke. Apparently, Justin and Will are a guess. Puking my brains out of here. Made a Brando joke. I'm very proud of you. I did like a double take. You hate Brando. I don't hate Brando. I'm just just not crushed that he's out of here. You know, yeah. You know what is crushed that he's out of here? Who? Whatever his coffin is on top of. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you know, you know, you know, his son isn't mourning for him. <laughs> He's out of here too, right? He went first. Okay, that's right. Christian. Yeah, he didn't die. Yeah, he did. He killed oh, he, himself. He yeah. blew up in a boat, right? Or I thought he killed himself. I thought he was in a boat crash. Uh, he, he, yeah, I thought he killed himself. Uh, uh, if so. he's not dead, if you're listening now, go ahead and kill yourself. No, he's he was, dead. No, he's he was gone. Like married to Shannon Daughtery or something, right? No, died. No, no, no. He was Brandon dead. lost a son, and it was a big deal. Brando? More for the son. I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, he lost the son when Krypton blew up. <laughs> Way, though. I think he's gonna be all right. No, but yeah, Brenda did. He did lose his son. He lost a niece too. Remember, Helen <laughs> Slater. <laughs> Dip down. <laughs> so, Justin, what's your film? Well, the film that I've been, uh, I turned on TV the other, the other morning, and uh, Troll. Troll was on uh, the film Troll. I don't know much about the film other than it's about a troll. Loose in an apartment complex. So he gets um, around? Disguised <laughs> disguised as a little girl, creating havoc uh, in the apartment complex. But this movie is starring, um, starred Michael Moriarty of uh, some Law Show fame. Great show. And uh, Shelly Hack. Don't know her. Tra- Ex-Charlie's Angels replacement. Oh. Anyway, it, in one scene in the movie, um, it's, it's, you know, it's about this troll. There's all these trolls, but... But the thing is, they stopped the movie kind of to allow Michael Moriarty of some lawyer show fame air guitar to a cover version of Summertime Blues for what must be five minutes in the movie. And he really, really gets into it. Like like humping the couch type dancing around to this... this and I can't, I still can't believe... Not only does that it exist on film, but that when I told Nick about it, he ordered it and had it like overnighted to his house. I can't believe that it took an hour to sum up that film, the bit that really freaked you I out. Gotta, I, I seriously, it's is the first one. There's a sequel, so get the first one. But people need to see this 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 uh, this scene. I think. And Shelley Hackett during the scene looks at her husband. She's you know she, she's married, Mike Marty, and kind of gives him that. Oh, there he goes again. Now isn't <laughs> Wasn't, wasn't it kind of like Jack Nicholson's goal at the end of The Shining to Shelley Hack? The thing is, the movie, for most of the time, is about a troll. Yeah. It's not about air guitaring at all. Funny that. <laughs> I'm surprised that when you saw that on TV, you didn't reach quickly for your remote How control. <laughs> Back on topic. There's a scene in uh, Fisher King where Robin Williams is talking about his wife. Yeah, you know, she. Just like the, uh, he's remembering how she died. You're not expecting it. They're in a re- nice restaurant, and then, bam! Blood all over his blood face. Everywhere. She gets shot. It was great. It's not blood. It's brains on his face. Yeah, right. Now, that was a very shocking scene. Not expected yeah. at all. I think it would have been funny if they shot her face onto his face. Really? Turning the face off too. Yeah. I think my moment might be in Driving Miss Daisy of all films. The scene where uh, uh, Jessica Tandy's character uh, is kind of finally coming to accept Morgan Freeman's character. And she strokes him off and <laughs> eats the cum from all around his hips. You didn't see that coming? 
I thought it was the scene where Morgan Freeman walks down. No, never mind. I'm not. I'm not gonna go. There. My scene's from Troll. <laughs> no, I mean, like, there's a, there's a lot of moments. There's, I mean, like, obviously, Irreversible being a good example of. You know, you you hear about the the rape sequence, but when you see the uh, the yeah, heads, see, the I head would smash, disagree with that because you you're prepared for that going in. I was not prepared for the head smash. No, no, not the head smash. No, the, the rape the was. Rape, we, that was we, the only thing we were looking. We were like, numb by the time that came along. Yeah, but we were freaked out about it. We were like, you know, going to see this film, very apprehensive about seeing a rape scene. But what really got us was apprehensive, this, the, and by that you mean excited. Oh, yeah, freaking! We didn't. I wasn't even wearing pants by then. But the the, the face smash at the beginning is what really got us, or what, me can't speak for you because you're a fool that was really the most jarring bit well jawing jaw <laughs> uh, it, it unhinged me i think even worse than that scene in irreversible is when uh, monica bellucci played air guitar <laughs> is that what you call vincent cassell's brick it's a scene in death stalker 2 where at least seven tables are destroyed <laughs> within the first three minutes of the film was not expecting that and, it, and it's very disturbing you never look at a table the same after that you look at a table and you weep for it yeah Stephen I think just by default that that's a carpenter film now you guys mentioned you guys mentioned the <laughs> you guys mentioned Jesus you guys mentioned the um the Hugh Lewis scene with the unexpected peeing but I think and this is something we've talked about before on, on the show and our storied history of the show a more, I'd say, memorable scene would would be in a little movie called Ghost Story. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that may be one of the, you know, like you're so shocked that it's happening scenes in any film. Again, another scene you don't see unless you you're pausing and playing. No, in that's slow not motion. true. Steve. Yeah, no, no, that's not. Yeah, that's not true. Because I I saw that in the theater, and remembered it. And it is. Awesome. So why don't you, Nick? Why don't you tell us a little? Craig Watson is 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 the star of Ghost Story. Craig Watson, a little moment of time, was a movie star. Yeah, he was in. Uh, he was in some De Palma films. He was yeah. He, he was the one that I always got mixed up with. Blood Simple It was around the same time. Body Double. Body Double. Thank you. He was a star of Body Double, and um, Craig Watson is the star of Ghost Story. And there's a moment where you think it's a real sequence, but I think it's a dream sequence or nightmare sequence. Oh, it's a where dream he, sequence. Yeah. You know, <laughs> where he is thrown out of the window of a skyscraper and plummets towards the camera from way up on high, naked. Actually, he plummets backwards. The camera is, is following him as he plummets Oh, downwards. is that the case? Okay. Well, he's falling naked, and his penis, his flaccid, rather unshowy penis, is to write home about. doing circular motions in the dark. It was... It was twirling around. It was twirling around. It was like and that's a blue. A, that's a blue screen shot. Had, it was like one of those. You know how Superman? They used to have him fly. They'd have him. You know, they have like him like on some box. And no, they had him really fly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, that they, was the Jeff Goldblum. They had to do that with Watson, except naked, and then tie a string around his dick and then pull it. No, like honestly, it. what they probably did was they probably did it in front of a blue screen and they had a fan blowing. And the blue is small little whisper of a penis around. Can you imagine like having to be the guy that was telling him like whether or not to speed up or slow down the fan? We're not, we're not getting enough dick wiggle. <laughs> speed up the fan. No, wait, that's too much flappy. 
And Slow Craig's like, you sure it looks good? You sure looks you sure <laughs> yeah. looks good enough? Hey, it looks great, Craig. It looks great. You're Timeless. very proud of this. Timeless. And if I remember correctly, Ghost Story, like the big deal about it before it came out was that it reunited a ton of old, major old movie stars like Melvin Douglas and Fairbanks and those kind of guys. Yeah, but uh, what's-his-face was in it? Um, uh, Singing the Rain guy? Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire, yeah. Okay, guys like that. And... Oh no! It's okay. They Sorry, all Sarah. shared second billing with Craig Watson's twirling singing cock. Singing was Gene Kelly. Now he's not singing. The awesome power of Wassum. Awesome Wassum. The 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 Wassum Blossom. Awesome. Nineteen eighty one. That movie came out. It's like a prequel to Twenty Eight Days Later. Fred Astaire, Melvin Douglas, Douglas Fairbanks, John Houseman, Craig Watson. Oh, was Alice Creege in that movie? Alice Creege was. Yeah. Ken Olin. Wait a minute. Was in it. Don't do it, Steve. Alice Creed. Oh, yes. Christ. Is she in a Star Trek film, Steve? Yes. She was in a member. She had a memorable role. Yes, she was she the did. Borg queen. First contact. She actually was good in that. Again, always with you, Star Trek. She gave Steve his first contact. Hardly. There's a there's a website for Craig Watson. Oh. Is it the Craig Watson tribute group? Activity within seven days. No activity. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing flapping. <laughs> That's ironic. Does he have a message board on the site? No. Is there a way to capture a screen? I don't think that movie's on DVD on yet either. I never saw it. shame. That is not on DVD. I don't think it is. Wait, 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 Was wait. Was it any good? Was the film itself good? No. No. Oh. It is on DVD. Holy shit. <laughs> Guess what's going to be the next Graboid? <laughs> <laughs> Add to shopping cart. Can you make it into like a gift or something so that we can actually get some motion in Oh, it'll be a gift. <laughs> Less tits, more dick. There's some penis coming through the mail to me. Randomly, let's go over some other moments in films that you can't believe happened. Like, I mean, I'll be honest. When I saw Happiness, I was not expecting to see Philip Seymour Hoffman jerk off onto the wall. Mm-mm. Or see some kid jerk off onto a onto a deck. That was that climax of the film. I mean, <laughs> obvious shit would be like Fuck. Sam Sam Jackson and Deep Blue Sea. You know, nobody was expecting that sort of. But no, fuck that. That's too easy. We're not. We're not about that. We're better than that. Really? No. But um, I'm not better than. Oh that. wait, uh, the, the movie I watched over here, uh, Deep Rising with uh, money, 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 money. Shot. Jim and Hansu. Yeah, I was surprised when nobody was cheering. In the uh, bar sequence of the accused, I, I, w- I was, it was me, on the slam dunk. Leo Rossi, by the way, in that film, mm-hmm. quite a memorable performance. Star of Relentless. Relentless Four. No, relent. Well, he, and Relentless One. No, it was. That was. I thought he was the 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 cop that was after Judd Nelson was Leo Rossi. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Leo Rossi was in there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know who was in the fourth one? Who? Famke. Hmm. Yep. What about Helen Hunt, Kiss of Death? Famke Jansen. Yeah, but that was before she was a star. Is that right? S- doesn't name matter. You're still Famke. not expecting it. Famke. Or Famke. What happened to her? She gets dis- devastated by a truck. Yeah, she's who? pulling out. She's pulling out into like her, her neighborhood in a truck. Just Helen right. Hunt. She also dies in Death Warrant, the Van Damme film. What? And, you, and you chastised me for choosing a film before she became a star. But she lives through Project X. So things are she right. also stars in Trancers. Does she? Is she not in Trancers? Yeah, she was also in Trancers too, briefly. 
That's great. Yeah. See, Helen Hunt's got a f- pretty sparkling resume. Before she fucked up and became all famous and shit. Death Warrant, Kiss of Death, which is a I, I really like that movie. Remake. I was surprised. I, I know it's it's hard to be surprised when something fucked up happens in a David Lynch film. But when Bill Pullman became Balthazar Getty halfway through Lost Highway, I have to admit I was a little surprised. <laughs> Did not see that one. Wait, coming. wait, wait. What happened? Halfway through the film, Bill Pullman inexplicably becomes Balthazar Getty. What do you mean? He pulls over. He, he follows somebody on the side. Of the, like he follows somebody wait, in a Bill car. Pullman following somebody. He's following some guy, and he pulls over. I don't remember who the guy is, but he punches the shit out of him. And by the end of the punches, he's Balthazar Getty. And they never explain it. No. No way. And then later on, he's Bill Pullman again. I like that movie though. Uh, I like I like some of it. It's spooky. The yeah. Robert Blake shit where his head's floating around. Yeah, spooky. Yeah. Henry Rollins as a cop. Spooky. I've got to see it then. I mean, the Robert Blake stuff is all the spookier now. But. And Sherilyn Fenton, he's, right? Because he's uh, dead. No, because wait, wasn't he the one that killed his wife? Yeah. Urban. But did he? Didn't he die? So up on the news. Or did Robert Urich die? No, no. Robert Urich died. Robert, yeah. That's nice. Robert Blake uh, is with us. Robert Blake is the guy that was on trial for murdering his wife and got acquitted. Yeah, his, yeah, I know about that. Was that he was going to get his he gun. Didn't die, he did not die after his acquittal. He's still, he's still alive. Okay, but Robert Urich recently Robert died. Robert Urich, we lost. Robert Urich didn't recently die. He died years ago. Did anybody at the funeral say, Urich, I knew you well? Avery Brooks. <laughs> yeah, Spencer for Hire. That's right. A horrible actor. What was he in as well? He was in American History X. No, he was in something else on TV. Star Trek. There you go. Just little known fact: Mel Brooks' son. <laughs> there is a speaking of Mel Brooks' son and Bancroft sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> no, their their son wrote the zombie survival guide book That's or whatever right. it's called. Uh, okay, but and his mother might be in it. <laughs> The funny thing was, she was just on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and she, and she was vital. Who? Anne Bancroft. Really? Yeah. The fourth season, I guess. I haven't seen I guess it. who will not be a reincarnated character? She's Anne Bancroft. She'll be a reincarnated character. That's <laughs> <laughs> Balthazar Getty. Anne Bancroft. Did she die on the She show? died recently. She's not dead? She died in real life recently. Yeah, she's dead. She died. That's Mel Brooks' wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She died like in the last couple of months. Bancroft, Tomb Raider. Who else? Okay, let's talk about some some dead. <laughs> like like recent dead. No, let's play the game of dead or not. Oh, well, you're horrible at this game. I am. I think, I think everyone's dead. Alan <laughs> Thick. I'm, I'm, pi- I'm pissed <laughs> off when they're not. Well, we can tell you, Peter Graves is still vital. Peter Graves with us. Dana Plato or not? Ironically, Graves lives. Yes, that's right. Graves walks among us. Conrad Bain. Gotta be dead. I don't know. Honestly, I don't think, know. I think he actually is living. What about Conrad Janis? Has anybody heard from him in years? The other Conrad in that show. The bald Conrad. I don't even know who you're talking about. Conrad Twitty. Music teacher, I think. Conway Twitty. Conway Twitty? Conway Twitty. That's how much I know. Horrible hair. He's gone with us. Burt Convy is gone. He's gone. Burt Convy gone. Burt Reynolds with us. Unfortunately. Barely. A little bit. His plastic surgery is with us. Jeez. Poor Burt. Ned Beatty with us? Yes. Okay. He's still still doing good work. Everybody from Stroke Race, I think, is still with us. Lonnie Anderson still lives. Yeah. Dom DeLuise. Was he in that? I think so. Dom DeLuise is with us? He's still here. 
His son was on Sequest. Peter DeLuise. Peter DeLuise. He had two, yeah, two sons on that show. I don't, I don't remember. Jonathan Brandis, not, not with, with us. us. Took, himself, <laughs> took himself out of the running. Can't say I'm disappointed. Uh, what is no Jonathan Brandis too. best known for? Sidekick. Ladybugs? Dying. No, it's Sequest. I mean, what else is he known for? What was his first major Oh, thing? he was an It. That's right. Yeah. Jonathan Brandis. Does he play the character who eventually kills himself? No, he's the guy that becomes John Ritter. He's the main guy. Speaking Who's of, also gone. Wait a minute. Of, no, wait a minute. No, no, he's not. He was Harry. He becomes the guy from no, the no. Waltons. From what? The guy from the Waltons. Oh, Richard, Tom, Richard Thomas. Thomas. Birthmark Larry. No, Because no, no. Seth Green becomes uh, Seth Harry Green. Anderson. Harry Anderson. That was the magician. Seth Green was, Seth Green was in Holy it. Holy shit. And uh, Jonathan Brandis becomes... Richard Thomas. Richard Thomas. And Annette O'Toole didn't have anybody famous play her. Yeah, she did. The girl from Ginger Snaps. Really? Yeah. Okay. The, again. Not not the sexy one, but the other one, the little sister. Okay. Not the sexy one? No. Then I'll say it again. She didn't have anybody Wait, famous play her. The, the little sister from Ginger Snaps was Annette O'Toole as a kid in It. Well, how old was she? Young. Like but it's her. Three? Uh, Harry three Anderson. Mean Girls. Harry Anderson was Richie, Richie Tozier. Seth Green was Richie Tozier. Stan Uris was Ben Heller. And that became Richard Massore. John Ritter was Haystack Hanscom. And uh, Brandon Crane was Haystack Hanscom. Jonathan Brandis, Stuttering Bill, became, yeah, Dennis Christopher. John Ritter, uh, gone. And Emily Perkins from Ginger Snaps. That's the girl. She, I'm not kidding. She must have been so young. And she I'm is. She is. She was born in 77. She's my age. 28. When was it? 90. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say it was older. What was the girl? She wasn't that young then. I mean, she was young, but... 13. Yep. Catherine Isabel, that's the other girl. I want to see if in the trivia section they talk about her body double. It's not her. Body double from... Freddy versus Jason. There's no way that's her. That was nice, whoever it was. It was body double. It was too much tit. She was great. She's... Catherine Isabel is very pretty, though. Too much brilliant. It was a, it was like a, an above shot, though, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a bird's eye view. Did you ever see any of the Ginger Snaps sequels, prequels, whatever they put out? Ginger Snaps Back? Yeah. No. I don't think that's what it was called. I think it was. No. I think no, the first one was good. You get no, there, there is a sequel yeah. called Ginger Snaps Back. No. The Plus. sequel is Ginger Snaps Unleashed, and the third one is Ginger Snaps Back to the Beginning. Well, then there you go. Holy shit, in the Philippines, it's known as Hell Wolf, You Will Be Eaten Alive. Well, they get to the point anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Now, who would not see that film? That's right. (laughs) It sounds like, though, that they're threatening the Hell Wolf. (laughs) Hell Wolf, you'll be eaten alive. Mimi Rogers was in the first Ginger Snaps. Was she in in the second one or the third? Was she really? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. First Ginger Snaps is kind of dull, though. No, it's fun. It's a good movie. I'll repeat that. For the budget. No, it's actually pretty good. The only It gets problematic because they have to show a lot of the world and they don't have any money. But She is not in the sequels to Hell Beast. You will be alive. Let's do a little bit on Mimi Rogers. Do we have to? Mm-hmm. Star of the Rapture. Tom Cruise did a little one of the on biggest her, one of the biggest ultimatums that Fred Astaire used to hand down. Jesus. <laughs> Mimi Rogers 
not an unattractive woman. No, cute lady. in her day, she looks like tenderness now. No, I still think she's all right. Even on the X Files, I thought she she was looking a little mannish. I liked her in uh, Mighty Quinn. I liked her in Someone to Watch Over Me, Ridley Scott movie with Tom Berenger. Yeah, she, and uh, who was the uh, Lorraine Bracco? Really? She was the the wife. Speaking of someone who's tenderness. She, <laughs> yeah, she went downhill Christ. quick. She would never, was never uphill. She was kind of sexy in moments of she Goodfellas. Prairie. You know, Mimi Rogers is in a completely underappreciated little movie, Hide Her in the House. With the... No, no, no. It's... Uh, what's his face? One of the best... Gary Busey. Yeah, one of the best premises ever. People live in a house, and Gary Busey lives in their walls. <laughs> it's like a reality show waiting to happen. No, I didn't see it. Did Gary Busey play a bad guy? <laughs> yes. Did he play the walls? He played the hider in the house. And honestly, I didn't even know hider was a word until that movie. <laughs> hider in the house. He who hides. I like the sequel. The Hyder House Rules. <laughs> Gary Busey lives in the walls. Yeah, I mean, what's so odd about that? Who was it? She, was there, was, she, was nope. she a married woman? She was a married woman. The thing is, they knew he was in there when they moved in. The, re- <laughs> the realtor pointed it out. So the interesting thing about this house is that Gary Busey's in the walls. See? the Her husband was played by Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon? Yeah. From Spinal Tap? Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds like a... I've never seen this movie. It sounds like a a a must-see. Oh, uh, it's a fun movie. Now, what's his... Is is he hiding in the house because he needs a place to live, or is he wants to to spy on Mimi Rogers, her ample areas? (laughs) She's got more of those now. This is the... uh, What was he up to? He was living in the attic... Okay. And I, he may have been like hiding out there, and then they moved in and interrupted his hiding. He's like, I ain't leaving. And he's like, I'm staying. This is my house. I'm living within the attic and the walls. And it's then almost he, heroic what he did, really. Yeah, I mean, he stood for what he believed in. Right. How'd he eat? Did he steal their food? I bet there's a scene where he took some food. I have to know this. I did think, he use yeah, their I think shower? He, he may have snuck down into the kitchen at times. Did he use their shower? Like when they get home and they find out, like, the water was still in the walls. They wouldn't ask. Okay, it's a who's fictional been film. My, who's been my shower? It's a fictional film. Damn you, Busey. <laughs> but let's not push it. Come on, Gary Busey taking a shower. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. But he no, wait, hit their, he'd hit their booze Who camera, was the right? protagonist of the film? The, walls. the protagonist the walls. was Mimi Rogers. So it wasn't like you were rooting for Busey to get, like they were pulling up into the garage and he's like on the toilet. Trying to finish up the finish up his businesses, you're like stressing out. You're like, are they gonna catch him? Is he gonna be able to get off the pot in time? You know, that's, is that's, it, that's when the ghoulies get him. Or you want them to catch in him. in the end? I think it'd be funny if he's on the toilet and, and he rushes up to the attic, and then she goes into the into the bathroom and rescues Jake. I think it's a good thing from no the one toilet. Ever, it's a good thing no one ever went into the attic in this house. Are, they, you, just, are you trying to say that Jake? That Gary Busey shat out his son. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sec- asexual. Into the toilet. Is that what you're trying that to say? That was the gist. That's not, that's not a nice thing to say. 
That was, you know, Jake Busey jokes are dime a dozen. He, he can only afford I don't buy two. This, I don't buy this premise, by the way. <laughs> Seems a little suspect. It's, it's damn silly. Well, it happened. Hide her in the house. Now, if he was hiding in the house and he ran into Anne Frank in the attic, then you got you got yourself a movie. The Diary of Gary Busey. <laughs> frankly, was that was that a com was that a a comical Busey role or a scary he was Busey in, role? He was a scary. What was it rated? Busey. What was this film rated? R. Was it nudity? It was rated R for Extreme Gary. <laughs> so Gary Busey was spying on Mimi Rogers in the shower. Is that is that right? They were going to rate it PG until the scene where Gary Busey shot out Jake <laughs> into the toilet. They gave that thing an R. That's when the family comes home early and there's like a tense moment where Gary, Gary's got to... Does he wipe before he goes back upstairs? And then Michael McKean's like, Honey, that sounds like the star of contact in our toilet. Wait, is this a, honey, do you hear Jake... Or do you hear Gary Busey shitting out a son into the toilet upstairs? Hey, set the Call table the for four. We're going to have Jake and the fat man over. <laughs> did you say the star of contact? <laughs> I did. It. I did. Star of Tomcats. I like the, the one funny part in the movie is when Michael McKean McKean comes out of the bathroom and goes, well, I always knew he was a shitty actor. <laughs> Son of a bitch didn't even flush. <laughs> The twist at the end is it turns out it's Squiggy. (laughs) (laughs) We're going into the shelves. The Wild Bunch. There you go. Seminal film. That's a great film. So is Happiness. Seminal (laughs) film. (laughs) The Wild Bunch. I mean, and here's the thing. I came across uh, the carcass of a dead dog. (laughs) And after I was done with that, I saw a bird pecking its paw. Jesus. (laughs) Um, Interesting enough, also a movie about fake rape. (laughs) You're on the wrong section of my bookshelf. There's a whole real rape section. (laughs) Get to get to that section. That's great. Well, there's there's no argument. This movie is a classic. I can't ask you why you haven't included in your collection because it's a no-brainer, Nick. But this this movie's a must-have. When is the better DVD of that coming out? That's not a bad DVD. Well, this DVD it's a snapper. It's it's a snapper and it's a flip and there's nothing extra on it. But other than that, it's pretty good. (laughs) It's the original. (laughs) (laughs) It's the original director's cut. Is that a flipper? Uh, Yeah, it's a flipper. Uh, it seems so like is Leslie Stevenson and the General's Daughter. So is Dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, there was, a, was there a fourth Free Willy film? I don't think so. I think there was. Are you sure? No. Are you thinking the release William 4? Because <laughs> <laughs> at that That's time he, was, he was an adult, so that he did go by William. Release William 4. How about that true story about that whale? I know, he, they released him and he died. How about some more films, Justin? He didn't just die. Didn't he get taken out? No, no, he, no. I think he died. He died because he just, I mean it's a sad story because they released him and he wanted to be with humans, and so he tried to be with some humans, and then I think he just died of a broken heart. He lost the way to live, right after delivering Anakin's kids. Plus, he never learned to swim. What do we got? Justin picked a new title off the shelf. Remo Williams. 
I love the film. Starring Fred Ward. Joel Grey. It's Frederick Ward. And Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley is not in that. Name above the title. Yes, he is in it. Holy shit. He plays like uh, like the M type. He character. plays the old guy. Yeah, but he's the one who gives who, who tells Remo he's got to go train with what's he his plays, face. He plays he plays a man that is mustachioed. Yeah. Remember his character is kind of crusty. <laughs> Isn't doesn't he drag a guy around by his face muscles? No, wrong film. Is Bernie? Um, oh, I'm thinking of Cocoon. Who else is in that? Oh, Bernie um, Casey. Yes. Yeah, Bernie Casey. Bernie Casey's great. And here's one for Steve. You know who's in it? Joel Gray. Kate Mulgrew. Guys, from the from the worst Star Trek, the when he was around the Terry Gar, Martin Mulgrew. My God, man. Kate Mulgrew needs to go away. <laughs> Wilford Brimley, by the way, coming out of the womb, do you think he looked like Wilford Brimley? Of course he did. There was not a time. I've never seen him on any period of time. He likes oatmeal. That he didn't look exactly the same. I'm gonna be a hack here and quote the Onion. But they had like a little sidebar one day with the picture of Wilford Brimley, and below it, it said like "shotgun blast at the abdomen" just pisses Wilford Brimley <laughs> off even more. Fucking perfect. I remember seeing a movie where, like, an old movie where Wilford Brimley was in, and he looked like a younger version of old, <laughs> which is usually the way it happens. He had to, his high school days had to be rough. Why he had the already. Not gray, but white mustache in high school, probably. And he was that thing. was actually he, he was a crime fighter. The suspenders over the pot belly, <laughs> and he's always he's always eating oatmeal at lunch. <laughs> and then, of course, during PE, he'd jump in that fucking pool with the alien eggs, <laughs> and he'd fuck the old lady. <laughs> it was just an unpopular. Did he kid. have sex in Cocoon? Wilford Brimley. I think, I think, that, I think wasn't that part of the whole. Isn't thing? that like, the movie about the stuttering racist? <laughs> what I've got here is The Last Supper, which is actually a very good film. Oh, well, this is a film that Nick Nick really likes. Let's I really it. do. It's a good liberal film. That's right. Yeah, it is. I know, it's a totally liberal film. I was, kind of makes fun I was of kidding. As well, it, well, Ron Perlman plays the most centered character in the film, and he's the non-liberal. Sometimes known as a conservative. Excellent. Excellent little movie. Kind of, you know, and so what is it? Uh, something. Uh, Stacy Dash is that the, uh, the director's name? Stacy Title. Stacy Title. Stacy Dash, Dash is that actress Clueless. from Clueless, right? She's hot. And uh, music by Mark Mothersbaugh. Uh, uh, pre uh, Wes Anderson days. Yeah. Um, okay, we got Cameron Diaz. We got Courtney uh, Vance. Annabeth uh, Gish. Annabeth Gish looks hot in the movie. See where she's playing with herself. Oh, nice. Um, Ron yeah, Eldard. She, uh, Ron Eldard. Bill Paxton. Uh, I forgot the name of the, the the Jewish guy. The guy plays the Jewish character. Jonathan Pinner. Yeah, he's really good. Um, What's that woman from Saturday Night Live? She's in that too. Nora, Nora Dunn, who I hate yeah, to she's death. The worst. She's in it. I know she she gets taken out though. She should be in a funeral. She she gets destroyed in that film. She gets decimated. Um, and Ron Perlman. It's it's actually my favorite Ron Perlman performance. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because he gets to be Ron Perlman. He doesn't have to wear makeup. I mean, yeah. he's just a he's just a He's just Ron Perlman, and he plays a, a talk show host who uh, who ends up basic. The basic gist is these people dis, are uh, these, there's these kind of yuppie guys who and you know ladies who live together, or hang out together, who meet up, uh, and when they meet up, they they discuss hot topics and whatnot. You know, they're they're college buddies. Didn't and, Ron Perlman get to be Ron Perlman in another film that you own? I, I, hard Cash. He wasn't in Hard Cash. He was in. Uh, I thought he was in hard Absalon. Cash. 
Absalon equally pissed with Lou Diamond Phillips. But uh, so what they do is they basically raise the subject is if 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 we had a chance to meet Hitler before he became Hitler, would we kill him? And so what they do is they decide yes that they would, and they have these very potentially dangerous people over to their house for supper. And over the course of that meal, they decide if they're going to be killed or, or live. They kill Charles Durning and Bill Paxton and on and on and on. It's a fun little movie. And, and, and it's, 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 it's got uh, a really good score by Mark Mothersbaugh, who I normally am not a huge fan of. Has a high body count. Yeah, yeah, including Nora Dunn, who I wish they were method actors. I don't know if you noticed this or ever thought of this. The title, A Biblical Reference. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn, Justin. You fucking cut right to the bone. <laughs> also, I don't know if you notice this. Courtney B. Vance. Great. I love him. Not really anywhere to be found anymore. Actually, he's uh, he's. I think he's on TV a lot. And he's always on Broadway. He's always in plays. He's in front of the TV a lot. <laughs> he's a huge stage actor. You can gain some weight. That's Courtney That's Gaines you're, you're thinking of. Starve children of the corn. <laughs> Outlander! Will, grab another? Another movie. Let me see what I can do. What we've got here is... This is Spinal Tap. Everyone should own this film. I think I own both copies, and, right? Yeah, th- well, I think this is... The, oh, this is the Criterion version. I'm going to borrow this. I um, see the other version on your shelf. Uh, everyone should own this version. This, this movie. I'm going to borrow this. Well, no, that, that's the old the Criterion version that I don't have, motherfucker. But you said everyone should own this holding the Criterion version. I will own Spinal Tap. I'm See pretty I'm sure of that. You? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, but yes, this is like kind of the first in the series of mockumentaries that this was not one directed by... Maybe uh, you should fucking buy the movie. Is what, what I'm, I'm going to do is kick to. you in the balls as hard as I possibly can. Sorry, I'm going to steal your version of it so you won't own it anymore. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I'm glad I can end some friendships here tonight because that'll kind of clear you know what's funny is like my cousin when I when Spinal Tap was new uh, my cousin was living with us and he and he showed it to me like a bunch of times and honestly I knew I liked it from the start but I didn't get it right but it was a it was one of the early I don't know what year was that made was it like 80 like 3 84 84 so I was 12 so that's pretty good that's a pretty good I mean I, I don't I think I think all 12 year olds should should uh should have contact with uh, Spinal Tap. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. Um, or Dave Davis. <laughs> this is the earlier... This is the earlier Criterion... One of the editors of Chud. What? Uh, this is the earlier Criterion disc edition. Chud.com the, re- the more recent edition has a uh, commentary with all of them in character, which is also very... very and cool. I love the menus. Yeah, the menu's great. Yeah. So... You know who else loves the menus? Fat people? Yeah. <laughs> Courtney you know who Gaines. does not like menus? Anorexic people? Who? Ethiopians. <laughs> See, I didn't want to say it. You know who else doesn't like menus? Who? People that don't like seeing men shape themselves into letters. You know who can't reach menus when they're, they're on a high ledge? Who? Dwarves. <laughs> or a medium ledge. <laughs> All right, we'll grab another. Grab another he was just a, loving that disc. Sorry, I did not mean to stunt this conversation. Um, to stunt. Got here is Enemy of the State. Did we already grab that? We did. Did we? Wow. Small Never world. made it to broadcast. Do you want to recommend right. Dead Man's Shoes while you're at it? I'll try another Never one. made it to broadcast, though, Nick. We've moved on. Face Off. 
Jesus, I've got the worst taste no, in random it's films. It's a great film. I love Face Off. It's yeah. Not, it's not great. Yeah, it's, well, it's fun. It is a pretty fun film. It's fun, but it's oh, not Oh, it's great. a great film. The, when when um, Cage is playing... Cage playing Travolta. Great. They're both good at it, man. They're both good at it. Yeah, that's true. They are. Who's the Dominic Swain looked oh, good Joan, at it. Joan Allen's great. Joan Allen and, and Dominic Swain was the girl and uh, somebody else. Uh, you know, who, what's her face from uh, Showgirls? Gina Gershon. Gershon, yeah. She was the... Uh, DSL. Yep. There's only one thing about Face Off I would change. Just one thing. And it, and it destroys me every time I see it. And it's a minor thing, but it pisses me off. There's a scene in the warehouse where you see a wire that pulls a guy back. And it's so obvious. It pisses me off every time I really? see it. Yeah. I mean, it takes me completely out of the movie. That's the kind of film. That's the only thing about the film that's not realistic. I wish that. I mean, that's the kind of film that I wish that <laughs> that John Woo would would still make. The just kind of the crazy action film. He kind of after that movie, he kind of shied away from that. I mean, I guess he did Mission Impossible too, but you know, he, he kind of tried to get, get serious with this shit. You know, the funny thing is, like, here's the scary thing about John Woo: that my two favorite films of his that he's done in America is his is that and Hard Target. And think about how many how many big films he's done since. I mean, Broken Arrow was between Hard Target and Face Off, and then I think did he do Mission Impossible two after that, and then Wind Talkers, and Wind then Talkers. Payback or Paycheck? Yeah, Paycheck was the last one, wasn't that it? That was the worst. But, but th- is there he, something I think I'm Broken Arrow is kind of fun. Actually. Broken Arrow, I, I just think it's too generic. I think Travolta is kind of good in that movie as well. I liked Howie Long in it. That's about it. You like Travolta in that? I, I didn't like him. That was fun, kind of fun in that film. Did you like Howie Long in Firestorm? I did. Very good. Fa- Firestorm's awesome. Wait, who was the villain in that? It was somebody big. William, William Forsyth. William Forsyth, that's right. But he, that's right, Forsyth. he gets his... Oh, what a great death. He gets destroyed away in yeah, that. I never saw it. So they're under, well, I'm telling you the ending. They're, they're in a boat, upside down, underneath the boat in a burning lake. And there's like a hole in the boat. And if I remember right... Howie Long shoves his face up through the hole in the boat and burns his face a- away. But there's also that signature shot from the trailer where he throws the axe yeah. like yeah. towards the camera. I think he throws the axe towards burning William Forsyth face. So I assume that that's the, the, the said Firestone. No. On the lake. No, actually, it's about the behind-the-scenes X-Men meetings. <laughs> They're like... She's a shit actress. You need to fire Storm. Not Halle Berry. No. Character. Well, the, the method producers. <laughs> Another film. I'm working on it. You're the worst. Oh, God, here. You're the worst. Oh. Good-legged freaks. <laughs> Whoa. William man. Johnson. Nick, why do you own that film? Big Todd Browning fan. <laughs> oh, shit. Wrong freaks. <laughs> Let's see here. Starring Dave, David Arquette is above the title. That's your first. Uh, yeah. Is he above Stacy title? Here. Here, check, check out this. Steven Weber and Jeffrey was in a war film. Single white female? Hamburger Hill. Remember that? I used to like Hamburger yeah, Hill. Hamburger Hill. A little scene kind of overshadowed by Platoon when it came out. 
Conveniently enough, Ray Kroc is in Hamburglar Hell. I'm that's, glad that, you find it convenient. 